Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in. Uh, Snaps, T-Bob and Aaron. Oh, I, I, I butchered this. Uh, this is Snaps Podcast. So we're a college football show. T-Bob, A-Bear, Aaron Murray. We are reacting here and uh, breaking down a lot of the action from uh, the first Saturday of the college football season. Uh, earlier, you can go check it out on our YouTube channel that, well, you're probably on right now, youtube.com. We reacted live to the stunning debut of Colorado. We'll discuss that here a bit as well. We'll get into Carson Beck and his first time under center for the Bulldogs, a little Penix power for Washington. I'm going to give you some day one Heisman standings. And I got a lot of other thoughts that we'll just probably bebop around and 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 get to. Uh, and look, we'll be just uh, taking your comments and everything else throughout the show as well. Uh, Aaron, what's up, man? So earlier, Aaron actually pushed himself against the clock, stayed for the beginning of the Colorado show, I had to run to go call the Georgia game. And now the hardest working man in show business is back at the hotel, ready to do uh, yet another show. Aaron, what's up, dude? You did great on the Georgia call. How you feel? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, I, I pushed it to the limit because we got drove from downtown to the stadium. And by the time we got to the stadium, the roads were blocked. 
So luckily yeah. Sharon was amazed. Sharon dropped me off. Uh, so then I had to kind of uh, ignore a bunch of people as they started screaming for pictures. I'm like, I am so <laughs> I am so late to the game right now. I'm going to get fired if I'm even like, – I was supposed to be there at 3.30. And it was like 4.20. I was like, oh, God. Uh, you should be good. there at 3.30 and you got yes, there at 4.20? And I was like, I got there like at 4.30. Um, oh, my Hopefully God, now my boss dude, at the ESPN right. are watching this and I get in trouble. But all I got right, there. Man, we made one, great. We made boys. great, great. Yeah, for the boys. It was that boys. And uh, we, we had a, a really good broadcast. So, yeah, stressing a little bit. And then Sharon had to drive the big old truck, which she hates driving. There's no parking spots where our Disney spot was at. So then she had to do like this crazy off-roading through <laughs> essentially trees and a path. And she hates on the truck already, so that was fun. Uh, oh so I'm getting God. calls from her like, I can't talk right now because uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to parking. So like, I'm already stressing out about being late. Then she can't find a parking spot. I'm like, this, bro. We made well, it. I mean, up. We look, made okay, it. Okay, exactly. So d- just everybody listening, or if you watched earlier, just know that's how hyped Aaron was on what you saw out of Colorado today, and that's how much he loves uh, everybody who likes snaps. Is that he did went through all that insanity? Let's talk about Colorado. Deion Sanders, shoot, Brum. Okay, Brum. I'm sorry to do this on air, but I forgot to get this tell tell this to you. Um, if you go in the side piece, you will see. Uh, uh, uh or you just go to Next Round Lives Twitter. Um, you can see some highlights from Deion Sanders post game that I, I think I want to play here. Um, but Aaron, uh, and by the way, what's up, Cameron Scholl was having a dog father, string gene, Chris Kegel, just Furtado, everybody else hanging out in here. Uh, just trying to says inject prime in my veins. I agree. I think it's how we both kind of felt earlier. Aaron, what were you most impressed with most blown away with, uh, with, with, with what you saw to Colorado today? Well, I think the biggest thing, and, and I brought this up last week with you of, of what I want to see from Colorado, were we going to see, Quality of the football in the sense of like teamwork, cohesion, uh, cohesion, cohesion. I've talked cohesion. too much. Like cohesion on both sides of the football where units were working together. Was the offensive line going to be able to protect the quarterback? Was the defense line and, and going to work in unison with the secondary and the linebackers? Like, or were you going to be see a bunch of guys just roaming around looking like backyard football? And to me, watching the football game, it didn't look like, and I thought you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, T. It didn't look like a team that just been put together six months ago. That looked like a team, a well-oiled machine that was ready to go play on the road in a hostile environment against a team that was in the national championship last year. Like I thought it was, and it's week one. That's the thing. Like, it, it, this is week one where we've seen. I, I mean, I just saw a Georgia game. The defending national champs that returned the majority of their roster. And yeah. It was sloppy. Sloppy. It was well. sloppy. We've seen sloppy after sloppy. Of all the teams that should have played sloppy today, it should have been Colorado because of all the change. And yet they may have been the least sloppiest team of the weekend. That's just that's <laughs> kudos to, to Prime, man. That that is what jumped off to me. Uh Bible T back into S snaps is TCU overrated more uh than Colorado's underrated. No, again, I think this is more about Colorado. Um yeah. and and it doesn't seem fluky, uh, and we'll get to why. But, no, but look, I still think TCU is going to be pretty good. Like TCU didn't play poorly. Um, yeah. they did, and I'm not sure how good the defense is going to be. Uh, but 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 like I don't know. I thought I thought the offense was fine. I think TCU. I, I think TCU is a dumb pick to win the Big Twelve that I did. But like they're not going to be just some awful team that falls off the uh the the the, the falls off a cliff. Like it's a legit win from Colorado. It's me. There are three things that. 
really blew me away. And I just, I, I did not, I could, I would have never fathomed they would have worked as well as they did. The first is everything you just mentioned, the execution. I mean, five penalties for 65 yards where TCU, I think, ends up with like 12 for over 100 yards of penalties. It's So the execution, the cohesion yep. of the team, um, the, 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 the toughness of the team, trading punches when TCU believing the belief. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would describe all that as kind of – so th- that's all in one of the buckets that blew me away. The second bucket that blew me away was Shadur Sanders. Uh, we mentioned <sighs> earlier this week, I was like, look, mm-hmm. I, I think um, – you know, I think uh, like I, his stats were incredible uh, yeah. on the FCS level, and we were like, I mean, how much of this will really transfer over, right? Like, he's not going to throw like four thousand yards. Maybe, maybe it's like thirty five hundred or so. Okay, well, he came out here day one and threw for five, five, ten, five, ten, and four touches. And how about this, Aaron? Four receivers with over a hundred yards. Four receivers with at least five catches and over a hundred yards. Um, so. Uh, actually, before we get to my third bucket, you break down as a resident quarterback show. Uh, what did you see out of Shadur Sanders? Well, I saw a guy that was in complete command and early on in the football game was taking what the defense gave him and, and wasn't going to say, hey, I'm going to come make a mark early on and kind of you know set the world on fire by trying to put push the ball vertically down the field. And he underthrew the first one. I mean, Travis clearly beat the receiver in the first quarter. He underthrew it. Yeah. Uh, but from there, it was just like, man, dink and dunk. Take what the defense gives me. And he's not, I mean, he's not his daddy. Like, he's not a, an ex- like a hell of an athlete where he's going to blow you no, away. He's his not, he can't right but there's a couple of times where he showed some wiggle and, and the ability to get out of pressure and extend the play and throw on the run. So, you know, kind of the boxes I checked, maturity would take care of the football. Yep. Decision making was incredible. Like I said, just yep. taking what the defense gave him. The the ability to be creative inside the pocket without having to be a four, five, four, six guy. The the the, the downfield throws were, were great. Um, he checked every box. I mean, he looked, like it, 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 he looked like insane. a superstar. He looked like a superstar. He looked like a superstar. It um, it's it's really an it's almost well, it's not inexplicable. I mean, because you fucking watch this, you know how it happened. But it's just like it's it's so beyond what I would have ever expected. And to me, uh, so I was talking about this earlier, and after you left, but like you know, my old man played uh, quarterback in the league forever. And the things that he has always talked about, if you, if you want to be a great quarterback, there's there's two. It's decision making first and accuracy, yep. right? I don't care about arm strength, anything like that. Do you can do you know where you're supposed to go with the ball? And then once you're at that target, can you place it where it needs to be? And Shadur Sanders gets a, you know, nine out of ten, yep. uh, maybe like ten out of ten on both those marks this yes. game. And, and and speaking of knowing where to go with the ball, I mean to go back to what I'm talking about. So you have. Dylan Edwards, five catches, 135 yards, three touches. Travis Hunter, 11 catches, 119 yards. Xavier Weaver, six catches, 118 yards. Jimmy Horn Jr., 11 catches, 117. So just where, like you said, wherever the weakness was, his film study, his knowledge of the game, which is obviously elite, um, obviously is taking advantage of having a father like Deion Sanders to kind of teach him how to break down the game. Uh, how to watch film. I know a lot of people in chat told me, I didn't realize this. He's actually uh, being ment- mentored by like Tom Brady a bit. And he's like, talked to Brady a lot. So whatever these, these people he's got to rub shoulders with it's paid off. He's put in the work and he just, I mean, he was seeing it, man. He was perfect today and it leads to a legendary win. And, um, Oh, and what I was going to say too, Aaron, so he's got the actually, he's got decision-making, 
He throws a good ball. But then yep. what you were talking about, I, I and, and maybe you can explain this a bit further. I feel like he does a good job of uh, like like pocket manipulation, right? Like helping yep. out his O line, where he he's he's able to some. And Burrow, I think, was maybe the best I ever saw this guy. Burrow's very good. This he's able to stay like cognizant of how all the interlocking pieces on the line are kind of flowing and working while still knowing how to keep his eyes downfield and yep. find the right guy. It's it's well, I think the, the mental processing power is just kind of astounding. Well, I think the, the best play of that was when he kind of did the spin move to the left and bought some time, then stopped, allowed the offense lineman to continue to push the defense alignment yep. to the sideline. He came back around and then threw the ball in the run for about a 15, 20-yard gain. So – you know, it's that, that sixth sense we talk about from the quarterback where you can kind of feel leverage and understand how to move around it. And not a lot of guys have that ability. You know, they see pressure, they feel pressure, and they get out of there right away. Where he can kind of feel that, like bro did, feel that, like, hey, my left guard or left tackle might have missed, you know, his block to, to the inside a little bit. But not. I'm not going to freak out and just run out of yes. there. Just, I, it's, just It's a quick, subtle move. And I think that's, yeah, that's what Tom Brady was good at and what made – Tom Brady for being a, a five four guy, as good as he was in the pocket, it was the subtle movement. It was the quick step up and out. It was the to the right, to the left. Let me buy that quick second to be able to keep my eyes down the field and throw it. And it it it, it takes a mature quarterback and obviously a very skilled quarterback like Sherrod uh, uh, showed us tonight or this afternoon what he's capable of doing. So uh, they have weapons. They have a ton of weapons. I, this is going to be the only and question. The offensive line is better than we thought they were going to be. They all and, and are, he, but the running the ball them. was a little bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be and that. That's probably and that's going to be the problem. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but again, everything that you just said about Shadur though helps to mask some of the weakness of that offensive line. Which I mean, it just proves how much quarterback matters. Watch what as we talk about today's show, like today's action. The consistent theme is going to be who's the better quarterback. Okay, that team won the game, right? Like we just yeah. watched South Carolina. Uh, UNC. Hey, even though rather had better stats, like I called it. I told so, you I was gonna have better stats. Okay, hold the fuck on. I, I, I'll I'm give Rattler just, a pass. So this is I'll, I'll give Rattler a pass though because uh, the offensive line for South Carolina was horrendous. Okay, okay, let's get into some of these horrendous. chats. So uh, Brian Irwin asked snaps is Travis Hunter going to put himself in the highs race? He is him. So that's my third bucket. Right, he said three bucks impressed me. The overall just cohesion and execution. Because that speaks to great coaching. And so many people accuse Dion of being all flash and no substance. But we have been adamant on this show that there is substance. It's an NFL Hall of Famer. He's won two worlds. He knows yeah. how to win at every level of football. His, his resume at Jack State showed you he could yep. do it on the coaching level. And once again, he proves to be a great football coach. So that's bucket one. Bucket two is Shadur Sanders. Bucket three is something I've never seen before. And it's Travis Hunter. And I'm in on Travis Hunter for the Heisman right now. Yep. For that man to Instagram a picture saying Heisman loading, then go out there and put up <laughs> over 100 yards receiving, big-time pick, big-time PBUs, play 130 Almost made a couple of picks, too. Yeah. Oh, 130 snaps in that heat. It's insane. And it was the timeliness of the place. You mentioned it earlier, Aaron. He saves the 78-yard run from coming a 97-yard touchdown run. A few plays later, he falls it over the incredible anticipation pick. Then how about this? 
when they're trading punches late, the second time TCU goes up with a score, Colorado's facing third and 16. Shadur throws a jump ball to Travis Hunter. What's he do? He fucking mosses the guy. And then he gets another 15-yard catch to lead to the touch. It's just, I, I've never, and, and it's going to help him because that is unicorn shit. No one else yep. does that. That is Otani-type stuff. It, it, it looks, where are you, he's, where, where, he's already in the high school. Where is he better at? Where is he better at? Um, I, I think I agree with the broadcast where I think I think an elite corner is is harder to find, like 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 someone who's as good as corner him. What I would what I want to pick your brain on Aaron because he's such a good receiver, though. I know he is he has, such a good receiver. Well, so that's why he gets awesome though, because yeah. it's almost like he has like hidden knowledge because he understands both positions so intimately that he can use that knowledge to help him on the other side. Yeah, like he true. knows what he doesn't like as a corner. So he knows how to do that as a receiver and vice versa. Yeah, so he knows. Like, point. And I think that's why he got that pick. He he, he yeah. knows these route combinations. He he saw it uh, before it happened. I just, I was, yeah, I it's, it, it's, should it be possible for him to keep up that workload? Probably not. But like I said earlier, Star Wars tells us there's always a bigger fish, right? Like there's always yep. one person who can do shit that nobody else can do. And that's Travis Hunter here after week one. He is. He is uh, uh, as advertised. Uh, that's for sure. I know one guy that we weren't afraid was going to be able to make plays was him. I didn't know it was going to be that level. And like you alluded to the play, 100 and whatever it was, 20, 30 snaps is it's just unheard of in today's game. And 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 the other thing that makes it more impressive Let's not forget, both these offenses were going up-tempo. So it's yeah. not like Travis Hunter had the ability to like have a play and just take a quick True. breath, and there's 20 or 30 True. seconds before the next play. Like, both these offenses were lightning fast. It was snap the ball, play, next play. Snap the ball, play. Like, it was go, go, go. And then you flip it over to TCU side when you're playing defense, and it's the same thing. They were no huddle, up-tempo, get to the line yeah. of scrimmage. And you got there was never a moment for him just to take a breath unless he went to the sideline. That makes it even harder. It's 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 um and, and that's another thing that that Prime should get credit for. That was a well conditioned Colorado team. Now Travis Hunter's yeah. conditioning must be just on like a an alien training level. altitude. Training uh, altitude. Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I guess so. But I just thought they were going to wilt in that heat. And admittedly, the defense kind of did. But I, I'm like, you know, that's kind of to be expected because that heat is fucking brutal. What's unexpected okay. is a guy like Travis Hunter making that that Moss play was on the third and fifteen. That was like play like one oh six for him yeah. when he made it too. Uh so so the, the, the three things that just blew me away for Colorado. What a statement. Shout out Randy Cross. He was right. Yeah. Uh let's see some of these comments here. Um uh, Joseph, I'm third. Everyone get your uh, prime ball washing out of your system before they start playing real teams. I mean, that's the thing, though. That was a sustainable product, what you saw today. You was. It wasn't it was. fluky. I'm not saying yep. they're going to win every game, but they're, they're not gonna get, an easy they're, out for anybody they're gonna get to be in every game. They're going to yes. get you paid. They're going to get right. T-Bob That play today is going to get T-Bob paid, and that 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 team will get will continue to get even better. It, yeah. The only thing, the thing that's going to hurt them from being a bold team, based on what we saw today, because now that's the discussion: can they go? Can they get six wins? And I think the way they played today, I think that's 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 a real thing. I it's mean, tell be me, health. you don't feel like they're going to be the shit out of Nebraska now? Like, oh, I think they're going to be the shit out of Nebraska. That's what I'm saying. I don't uh, think Nebraska can keep up. I don't no. think they can keep up, dude. I mean, they're going to be three and zero before they face Oregon. Yeah, you can find six wins on that schedule all of a sudden if they play like the way they play today. 
I agree. I agree. There's nothing um, better though than the entire day of watching TV. The amount of every game that I'm watching, the amount of Deion Sanders commercials I saw today. Oh yeah, never <laughs> just, seen anything like that either. Where you go to break he owns college football. Drive. He owns college football right now. So, so String Gene said Prime Blue Chance to act like he'd been there. Justin Furtado says Prime will never act like that. He always fists people off, but he don't give a shit. Uh, he does not give a shit. In fact, let's it's a, over a minute long, but you probably you, you want to see this if you haven't yet. Here is Deion Sanders talking that. And by the way, the actual post game interview with him and Shooter and Travis was awesome. But here's Deion Sanders on the podium post game talking that shit. Shador broke a single, a single for real. Shador Sanders from my HBCU. Absolutely. The one that played the Jackson last year. The one that played the Jackson State. Last the one that you asked me, why would I give him the starting job? But like never, that, I no, not you. I, I got receipts. I know who they are. We're gonna we're gonna continuously be questioned because we do things that have never been done. That's the way our life has presented itself. We do things that have never been done, and that makes people uncomfortable. When you see a, a confident black man sitting up and talking his talk, walking his walk, coaching 75% African-Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do because I'm here and ain't going nowhere. And I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. And just what we accomplished out there today, ain't none of y'all believe that. Maybe a couple of y'all that knew me and know how I get down. They know I, I'm a winner. We're going to end up winning. Ain't none of y'all thought you was going to be sitting up here. You you supposed to be on the other side, you know, interviewing that or coming and asking me, well, what happens? You said this and you said that. Yeah. Now what? Now what? Everybody quiet now. Now what? What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe now? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Oh, my God, dude. That, um, there, there was, there is so much good there. Uh, I would say this. For, look, and, like, it's funny because the part where he talks about, you know, you know, like a competent black man up here kind of talking that shit, basically. Uh, a lot of people are going to react to that and be like, that's 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 wrong. And and they're not going to realize that in their angry reaction, they're actually proving exactly what Dion's talking about. Like, you don't like that shit. You can't handle that. He's just oozing confidence and self-belief. And if you watch the Colorado team, they felt like that. Like they felt like the bullies. Why did this shitty Colorado team those one eleven last year? How in the world did they feel like the bullies against the team that played in the national championship? Because of Dia. You can't tell me every top recruit in the country that watched college football today and then watches that is insane. When are we when am I gonna take my trip to Boulder, Colorado? Bro, I want to go play for when Dion. I, I want who doesn't? I said this I wanna, as soon as he got his job. Every mom and dad. That grew up watching Dion is saying, "Hey, kid, let's let, hey, hey, son, let's go take a trip to Colorado. Let, let, I want to go meet Dion. I trust Dion. I want you to be coached by Dion. He will win. He will win the room every time. Every time he's going to win the room. Recruits, he, um, transfers, mom, dad, and uncle. Everyone loves Dion, dude. When he did the full on Chabelle, what happened? You're the, the white guy voice was incredible." 
Do you know how swaggy it would be? You know how much fun it would be to be like a white alignment on this team right now? I almost wish I could go back. How about the white time. safety? How about the white Hold safety with down. the pick? Hold it yeah, down. Yeah, hold it down. The only returner uh -huh. from last year. <laughs> That's how I always argue with people that representation matters when they're like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, I bet you get pretty hyped on white running backs. Huh? Yeah, because, yeah, it matters. It's just shit. Well, that's why I worry about uh, Nebraska's defense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That is, that I'm watching is Nebraska's a, team. I was, like, I was like, my goodness. I feel like that is an unspoken rule of a lot of uh, people and friends that I've played or, or that have played in the SEC. It's like the white guy rule. If you have too yeah. many white guys on defense, I'm all right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's the white uh, safety alert. We don't, I learned about that in Kansas City. <laughs> Even the NFL. Like if we knew that if, the, if there was a white DB on the field, we called it white white safety alert. Like, hey, we're going after him. Yeah. We're going after him. Yeah. He's going to have a long yeah. day. He's going to have a long day. <laughs> um. So shout out Deion Sanders, man. Talk that shit. I believe Deion for whatever, that, huh. whatever that's worth. I'm about to get comfortable. Was a hell of a line as well, dude. I can't. I can't wait. Um, mm. All right, so that that's Colorado. So much good. Yeah. And again, if you want like a full, we talked for like an hour earlier on just Colorado. Uh, poor Grand W. Deion's new face college football coach and recruiting. He could be. Yeah, the recruiting thing's interesting because recruiting had been a bit slow to this point. And well, it ain't because be people they now. need what I think they just need to see. Could, could, could he actually win? Yeah. Yeah. Now exactly. that you've kind of proven that a little bit, it's like, all right, all right. Beautiful um, place. All right. Now let's move on to the game you just called, Aaron Murray. Uh, Georgia UT Martin, I believe. Um, yes. There's a nice window there where I got to watch that as the main game before, um, you know, before Georgia started to pull away. Aaron, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of enjoying a little bit of the dog melt. As this entire offseason, I've been talking about Beck and Bobo, hammering that is like, you know, that that's the question. That's the question. And you wouldn't guess it from just looking at the final numbers or score. No. But the early returns, uh, and, and well, sorry, I want to be clear about this. UGA is going to be held to a different standard, as they yes. should be. They are attempting to do something that has never been done before. So what can be good for 95% of teams can be shit for Georgia. And so with like with that as the context, as the kind of the lens, the beginning of this game looked pretty shit for Mike Bobo and Carson Beck. Like people were pissed on on Twitter. Oh uh, uh, yeah, people were furious. I mean, but if you if you didn't watch the game, just look at the stats, it's like, oh, Carson was 21 of 31 for 294 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. They ran for 160 yards and three touchdowns. Like you're like, oh, that must have been a great game. They only gave up seven points. Like it's a dominant victory to get the season going. It didn't feel like that at all. I mean, the the game was there was no rhythm on offense in the first half. No, uh, it, it just it, it didn't feel good. And and, and I agree. With you. Like there's they're going to be put to a different standard. But it's funny you look at all the top teams this weekend, and they all had some issues early on. Like Michigan wasn't blowing anyone out. Ohio State had issues. We'll get to Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State wasn't rolling early. They really didn't roll at all. Right. Uh, even Alabama. I mean, I was looking at Alabama. It was like mid almost towards the end of the half. I know they scored a couple late. It was 14 nothing midway through the second quarter for Alabama. Yeah. I mean, like, new quarterback, getting some some feelers out there for some situations. Obviously, new coordinators from both Alabama and Georgia. Then all of a sudden, third, fourth quarter, you kind of got to see those teams feel better about it. But uh, I will say this. It, it, it took Carson two quarters to to start demonstrating what he could do. And, and yeah. really the first throw where I was like, okay, there's the Carson that I kind of – 
think he could be. It was a you know a post deep cross concept. Safety got deep. He ripped the the the, the deep cross. I was like, all right, that's that's what he can do. Um, and there's a couple missed opportunities too. Like Dom Lovett dropped a couple passes that he normally would catch based on some of the stuff you saw from him last year at Missouri. Lad McConkey wasn't playing. That's a big key to that offense. If anything, honestly, like yeah, I wasn't thrilled with Carson. I kind of like a C plus on the day, uh, just because I'm going to hold him to a higher standard. But I thought the offensive line was was average. Yeah, and we've hyped this offensive line off all season. Like this is the offensive line Surprising. that is this major chip on the shoulder that they've been kind of gypped from from the Joe Moorhead Award, and they couldn't move UT Martin off the ball. Yeah, that that was the more disappointing thing for me walking away from the game. It wasn't Carson? It wasn't Bobo. It was more this offensive line who's been kind of flexing, didn't flex at all, in my opinion, tonight. Well, and it's like you may not have an elite back to help them, right? They're going to have to help the backs more than the backs are going to be able to help them, uh, at least right now. Yeah, but they're getting hit in the backfield, though. There's a difference between like a back not being able to explode four or five yards down the field. Oh, I'm and not. And a back getting hit in the backfield. No, no, I agree. I, I just simply mean that, like, if you just have a great running back, they can make you right. Like, even if you suck, they can yeah. make you look better versus where uh, this O line's going to. Have to be better if this running back room is going to be effective. Uh, T. Pelzi, I kind of agree with this comment from T. Pelzi. He looked nervous. Hopefully that was just a first start thing. I, I, I texted it earlier. It, it gave off a very um, – he, he seemed to give off kind of a timid em- energy at the, uh, at the beginning of that game. He just has no – you know, like Stetson was emotional, man. Like Stetson yeah. wore his emotions on his sleeve. Like you always knew how Stetson was feeling. Like, And he'd get pissed off and he would be bitching mode on the sideline. Like I've been around Carson enough and, and, and talking with the staff this week, he doesn't have a pulse. And I think that's what is, is I wouldn't say concerning, but for the people on the outside looking in, it's like, does he not care or is he nervous or is he stoned? Like what, what is it? Because it just looks like a, it looks flatlined. <laughs> it just looks flatlined, but that's just, that's his personality. And, and Kirby's like, I, I don't hate it because I kind of know what I'm going to get from him. He's never going to get too high. He's never going to get too low. He's just, Carson's here, man. It's just that's it. It's um, I don't know if that's good or not, but well, so there's it's, room it's, for improvement. It's not. It's not. It's not good or bad. You know, I mean, like there's you see guys who are stoic and great, and like you said, guys who wear the hearts of the sleeves, great. It's just yeah. that when you don't look great, then we're gonna like everything again. Everything is going to take on a harsher glare because of the standard you're being held to. And so you just interpret things differently, right? Like I I could be completely just kind of connected dots. It just maybe it's not nervous at all. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be overly. I'm sure there was some nerves though. I mean, he said, yeah, this was his first time starting a football game in four years. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. And even, I mean, even Joe Burrow talked about that back in the day, how weird that was for him uh, after sitting out for so long, uh, finally getting started. So, look, I, I wouldn't panic, Georgia fans. It's um, Defense looked good, Whew. as they should have, but. Yeah, and, I mean, come on. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't care I about what the defense did against no, UT yeah, Martin. I, I don't care. I, I, See, that's I, what I, sucks about these cupcake games. I don't care about anything good. The only thing that stands out is all the bad, even though actually yeah. we talk a little AM late, later. I kind of like them today. We'll talk about it. But hey, um, I told you, baby, they got some studs. Well, I feel like I feel like we've been I feel like we've been pretty, pretty I feel good. like me and you have been pretty much on the same page with AM. We've had him consistently yeah. third in the West. Uh I would say what are you more what are you more what are you more concerned with? Because I want to roll this 
quietly into the Ohio State conversation. Were you more concerned with quarterback play for Georgia, or are you more concerned about quarterback play for Ohio State? You know, obviously, Ohio State played, a, I would say, a more quality opponent. I would say Ohio State just because I already think that Ohio State's probably more um, more beatable because they've proven to be more beatable in the past, right? So, yeah. like, it was an Ohio State team today that did not look like one that would uh, – that's going to fight for a playoff. It looks like, I mean, I, that's an Ohio State team today that I feel pretty good about my call that Notre Dame's going to beat them in South Bend. I'm with you. Today. I pick, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't think they, I think you may see Ohio State team that's nine and three this year, the way they play today. It's so it's so, but, but I think there's a common theme here, right? Look at all the favorites that we just hand waved away them working in new quarterbacks. All were r- relatively, again, relatively, not strong days all won by big numbers, but like I think about Ohio state, Georgia, and then like you said, Alabama, which I I get to watch Alabama's closely yet. So I don't want to go too hard down there, Yeah, but we'll it feel like all three of them kind of struggled a bit working in uh, those new faces. Well, well Jalen ended up, having, guys ended up having a good day. I mean, five total touchdowns. So, I mean, he ended up kind of balling out, you know, I want to watch the film later. That's one I haven't seen yet. So I'll, I'll save some comments for our, our late night show tomorrow or on Monday about my thoughts on him. But Kyle McCord watching him, I thought you want to tell someone who looked nervous to me talking about Carson. Yes. I thought McCord, yes. he looked more nervous and, and things were happening too fast. But also let's remember that was his first game starting. It was on the road too in a conference game. Uh, and I know Indiana has nothing to, to, to kind of you know hold your chest up high that you won the football game, but it's still a, it's your first game. No, Indiana high expectations really and you're on the road. But it looked like things were happening a little bit too fast. Uh, Jamie Cable says, SEC, buckle up, Milrow. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I guess out of those, Milrow probably did look the best. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products, 
that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As far as Georgia, what, I had one more team that I wanted to... Hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of Michigan today, actually. So I did see them uh, line up for their fallen coach, which I thought was kind of funny as he served a <laughs> voluntary suspension. Uh, okay, so that was Carson Beck in Georgia. Again, a lot of time to fix it, no panic, but not maybe as sharp or as impressive as I think a lot of dog fans would have hoped as evidence. Just, yeah. just Google, just put Mike Bobo Oof. into the Twitter engine and just... If like if you just want to sit back and just read anger, just put Mike Bobo in the Twitter engine and go uh, go check it out. Well, I, uh, well, last year at Ohio State, we somewhat hit it, and I think the team you want to talk about is is you want to gloat on your your Penix man. Yeah, it is time to panic on Ohio State. I do think I'm not going to panic on Georgia because I think they're still better than everyone else on their on their schedule. So I yeah. I, where Ohio State and Notre Dame for you know they played Tennessee State today, so I'm not like wow, but but they looked impressive. They as good as you could get. Yes, team. yes, and then obviously Michigan. We already had as the favorite to win that conference, anyways. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of looking at Ohio State right now, and yeah, they were my four team in the playoffs when I when we posted that the other day. I'm not feeling really good about that. Um, <laughs> that's for damn sure. Yeah, it's damn sure. Um, you think you think uh you think Ryan Day is gonna take back play calling duties from Brian Hartline? Oof. Cause I mean that is that is like one of the subtopics in the Ohio State gumbo right now is I'd rather like, him take it with, back than Jimbo take it back. That's for damn sure. Well, don't give it back to Jimbo because we'll get don't give A&M. it back to Jimbo. There my other thoughts, and A and M kept it so simple. And you're like, oh yeah, duh, this makes sense. They're like, oh wait, shit, we just have way better athletes. We're just gonna fucking throw bombs, and and oh wait, it keeps working. Oh wow, imagine that, Jimbo. Uh, so speaking of throwing bombs, how about Uh-oh. my guy, Michael Penix Jr. AKA the most fun player to watch in the country, maybe the most fun team to watch in the country. I mean, beautiful uniforms. All they do is big plays. Um, they they've got elite, elite, dangerous weapons. And again, I know this is just me being dumb, but there's something about a giant lefty with just a fucking rocket launcher that I just mm-hmm. love. I, it's, it's like, it's like uh, it's like it's like seeing like it's like when you like see Brad Pitt on screen in a movie. He's just so hot that it's like, man, that is awesome. Like when I see Michael Penix Jr. launch a fucking deep ball, I get the same feeling when I see Brad Pitt's abs in Fight Club. 
It just un- it, it makes it makes me so happy. Um, makes me so happy. The okay, so, but I mean, look, and it was kind of a slow start, but the second quarter they explode for twenty eight. They end up running Boise uh-huh. out of the stadium, fifty six nineteen. Five touchdown passes for Penix, four hundred fifty yards. Um, he look that Washington team had a lot of questions about are they worth the hype? I'm feeling pretty damn good about my Huskies look- today. How was the first quarter though? I mean, they're down six nothing, and then it was like nine six, I believe. And and you're kind of like, Ooh, what what's going yeah. on? And then, like you said, it was then all of a sudden bombs away, and then you look up and it's it's twenty eight whatever it was twenty eight seven at halftime, and you're like, all right, that's 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 the Washington team or twenty eight twelve. That's the Washington team that we were kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, he 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 looked phenomenal, but so did Caleb. Caleb had another good day too. I mean, that the Pac twelve this year. You know, Oregon looked dominant. I mean, they sucks, dude. Michael Penning is going to eviscerate USC. He's going to he's going to fucking burn them down. Like when, like a you know what's funny? You know what's funny? So if you want to go conference by conference, because everyone, most of the big schools had had cupcake games. The Big Ten teams were slow to start off. Like Michigan wasn't dominant. Yeah, Ohio State wasn't dominant. You look at the SEC. Georgia was obviously very slow. Alabama, no, they lost. Texas, Both. Texas, Texas was slow. And you look at these these Pac-12 teams; all of them have been coming out guns blazing I know. to start the season off with. Like, yeah. how much does that continue to piss off Pac-12 fans that like your teams are kicking ass to start the season and quarterback play too? Emil says in the chat, Pac-12 going full rocket launchers on Ascension in a series <laughs> yes. finale. I mean, yes. they heard this fucking just fucking. They, they saved the best for last, dude. Yes. Uh, uh, but, but how, how about this? We, we, so we spent a lot of the offseason talking about that receiving court for Washington. Roma Dunes, a seven catches, 132 touchdown. Jalen Polk, three catches, 101 touchdown. Jalen Millen, eight catches, 95, two touchdowns. Jack Westover, five catches, 59, one touchdown. And he threw another touchdown to a fourth player because why not? Because elite quarterbacks know what to do. They know where to go to the ball. They spread the ball around. Michael yeah. Penix Jr. is fucking awesome, dude. And I, I love, I just love Washington's uniforms. Some about it. They are beautiful. Maybe and I'm just like, baby. I just like purple so much. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I, okay. I think what I want to do now, I want to do some day one Heisman standings. And then yep. I want to get into uh, just other general thoughts from all of college football. be a little like quick hitting thing. Maybe, and maybe we should bring back, uh, oh, maybe not tonight because we didn't plan for it. We might need to bring back snips and snaps. I kind of like snips and snaps. Mm-hmm. That we used to do okay, the last snaps. year. Yeah. Um, all right, whatever. Heisman standards I, for me. I, I, before right, we get ahead. into it, before we get four and five people watching, we appreciate the love. Oh, we had a okay. great day today. Great day. Appreciate everyone. Like we're we're gonna grow the the crap out of this channel. We we love the live shows that we'll be bringing uh, all season long on the weekends, breaking down all the games. Make sure you check us out during the week too, as we get you ready for the weekend. But hit the hit the hit the like button. Hit that subscribe button. Yes, continue please. to spread the wealth. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we hit 3K earlier, guys. Fucking right. 3K subs on YouTube. The road to 4K starts now. Thank you to everyone who already subs. Um, Yeah, you already know how all that shit helps. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, it was, today was a really fun day, man. The, the, the Colorado reaction was crazy. All right. Heisman standings. Um, after day one, I got Michael Penix Jr. on there, obviously, and I'm not going to rank them in order because I'm just giving you my grouping of the candidates. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. on there, certainly. Um, Travis Hunter on there, 
certainly Shitter yep. Sanders on there. Certainly. Am, and uh, am I missing anyone from Caleb Williams? Yeah, I mean Caleb Williams and Drake May because they already were right. Yep. So they 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 they're just on the watches. Drake May had a couple picks, but it didn't really matter. Gene Chizik's defense, not bad. Mm, uh, um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Drake 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 ain't gonna be on it this year. They ain't gonna get the wins to do it for him. You don't even think you go to New York. I mean, dude, they look good tonight, bro. They just smashed South Carolina. I mean, you talk about the SEC struggling. The SEC lost. I mean, Florida got their ass kicked by Utah, and yeah. North Carolina just beat the shit out of South Carolina. True. SEC East is just not great. Um, Nate House is too early to put JJ in the Heisman Talk Go Blue. I, the Michigan game is a bit of a blind spot for me. Some of the least watching I did, of the, uh, and, and, you know, I try to watch every single game, keep them all up constantly, but for whatever reason, Michigan kind of slipped through the um, – cracks a little bit yeah. so I, I don't i can't comment on jj yet no travis hunter's on there a hundred percent for me you have to put all the you have to put all the pack 12 quarterbacks in there you have to put all the pack 12 quarterbacks in there <laughs> i mean if you're a pack 12 quarterback i mean you may have you may have three pack 12 quarterbacks in new york when it's all said and done this year and unfortunately someone's gonna knock themselves out because of who they play and that's gonna kind of cancel them out but man okay man. Four legit dudes Maine is right though, Zachariah Branch for sure. But but then again, I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm kind of sticking to guys that did it in games against teams with like a with a pulse. I would yeah. say like Sam Dual Penning just in general from last Penix. week. Yep, Sam Hartman Sam still in the past two weeks. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, Aaron. Other thoughts from the day? Just this could be anything, right? Like like yep. one of mine, real quick. Nothing to expound on here. Shout out Northern Illinois. Uh, they got paid $1.1 million to beat Boston College in overtime, which I always love when the school that you're paying a million dollars to come play hands your ass a loss. There's something just beautiful about it. Uh, big shout out, Drew Lar, the, the, the five yeah, star everyone's been winning for. Looked good, man. He looked the part. The first touchdown, I was like, ooh, kind of moved around the pocket a little bit. They're the big one, 21 to 29, three touchdowns. Uh, over 11 yards average. So uh, Penn State, you know, they got the two running backs. And all of a sudden, you have the passing game going too. Yeah. You want, you may, I know I've seen them on a couple people's um, playoff ballot, but if they beat Ohio State and lose to Michigan, they're 11 1 in the season. They may get their way inside the playoffs. Yeah. Yo, yeah, I, I, I could see it. I, I could see it. I mean, it becomes real and I uh, whatever. I don't want to play with playoff hypotheticals. Yeah, I'm just saying. But yes, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, Penn State was they did exactly what on, on the on the preview show on Thursday. We said, look, the only really interesting part about this game is is Penn State going to come out here and smash at West Virginia like a like a like a team that we think is top ten, maybe top five of the country should, and they did, and and they absolutely did that. And and Alar was really good within said smashing. Uh, also, flip side though. Fuck you, Neil Brown. The the West Virginia is putting just an awful football product out there right now. Oh. I mean, the offense is just so feckless. There's just no threat. They worry you in no way when you're out there. And I know Penn State is a good defense, but it's just, I don't know, man. I feel for my West because West Virginia fans aren't used to this. When they have a losing season this year, it'll be the third year in a row. It'll be the first mm. time they had a streak like that since 76 to 79. Okay, so this is not how West Virginia is supposed to be, and it bums me out for all the Mountaineers out there. Um, okay, Aaron, one other thing well, here. I thought uh, – oh, go ahead, yeah. 
A&M, A&M. I know we, t- we touched oh, on a little bit okay. earlier. Look but, at us. We're on the same yeah. page. That's exactly what's about to go. But that, this, this, I am, I am, you know, if you've watched the show in the past, you know how, how bullish I am on, on the Aggies this year because of the fact they finally have a quarterback. They finally have a guy that can get the ball to their weapons. They finally have an offensive coordinator uh, that isn't Jimbo. So that, that two major positives yeah. heading into the season. And, and Connor Wegman looked like the guy that finished last season off. So they got the weapons, man. Anaya's back. Evan Stewart was tremendous with, with two touchdowns. Noah Thomas had three touchdowns. Uh, this is a really good football team. A really good football team. A ton of talent. And I know we focus so much on Alabama and LSU. Don't forget, Aggies have been both those teams the past two seasons. They got the talent to do it. Yeah. I think I I didn't love the AM defense. I didn't think it was particularly impressive today, but but the offense, like I said, man, I'm I'm impressed with Petrino. Um, if for nothing else, then he just kept it very simple. You have yeah. the better athletes, you guys like you got guys like Evan Stewart, just fucking yeah. line him up one on one and just bomb it. And and they did that and it kept working. And for the AM fans, it had to feel like such a weight was lifted off their shoulders after the disaster of last year where they come out against App State and they're like trying to run it on like third and one and getting TFL'd and blown up. So AM had a good AM had a good day. Uh for sure. Um let's see other thoughts here. Oh uh I think I think bro did you watch any Texas? A little bit. A little bit. Because that's another one where if you look at the final <laughs> score, you're probably like, oh, that was a good game. Oh, no, bro. That was oh, shit. Rice was is bad. Shit. Rice, I watched Rice, it. Rice does not even look like it looks as if a, a varsity team was playing a junior high team. And yet still Texas struggled for an entire half. Dude, Quinn Ewers, not that guy, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, did you watch him today? And you think he, you think I watched about a half that yes. guy? You, you, so, 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 so my takeaway was that Texas is still Tex ass. You, you liked what you saw. You probably watched Oklahoma beat whoever the hell they beat. Like, oh, Oklahoma's going to beat Texas this year now. Like, I already thought Oklahoma had a chance to beat Texas. Like, I have, I have not, no, you, no. I don't think Texas is that good. No. I still better than everyone in that conference. That defense is, is good. Did you watch the game? The offense is garbage. Quinn Ewers does not have it, dude. I I I so I will, what, okay, I, will so not, I will I will hold back of talking bad about Texas until after next weekend. That's okay. that's the make or break. The next next oh, yeah, I just break. want I know you love to watch film. I just want you next to watch weekend, Texas. I want you to watch the I Texas will watch film. It. I will watch it more and tomorrow. Let me know you think. Yes. And let me know you I think. will watch it more. Um uh, Zion says people don't realize that Oregon defense was very suspect last year, and Bo Nix is overrated. What is Oregon doing? Are they playing right now? Oh, also, no, you mentioned this. Emil mentioned uh, how about the Tulane Greenway beating up on South Alabama, thirty-seven seventeen. It's a good South Alabama team, but Michael Pratt, Tulane's quarterback, picking up where he left off last year. Tulane going to be playing Ole Miss next week, and Ole Miss looks strong. Jackson, Darby, yeah. what, what, what did Lane hang seventy today? Dude, Jackson came out hot. Yes, hot. Yes. I knew that though. I, I like Dark. You've been saying that. You've been saying Jack like Sarah's good. I would oh, say that was validation of your offseason take. I like that. For I like sure. That. It's a good team. Um, it's a sneaky team. Ammonia Wilds. You know, what I, you know what I didn't like though today? I want to talk about a quarterback that did not impress me, sadly, was Devin O'Leary for Kentucky. 
little so I, little I did not shots. watch any I did not watch any Kentucky. So I watched that game and I was shocked. I'm gonna he, be so pissed if Kevin y'all finally, nerves. I'm gonna be so mad if y'all finally talk to me in a Kentucky and they fucking blow it again. Because one of my core rules has always been Kentucky will disappoint you. And you and Jake yeah. finally wore me down. And I'm like, well, Liam Cohen's pretty fucking good, dude. Liam Cohen definitely were like, they should be good. So get it together, blue. God. Who'd they play today? Uh, um, who did they um, play? They played um, a um, decent team. Ammonia Wilder says Lamau, he was calling a game where he he says Lamau, he was calling a game. He wasn't watching other teams all day, dude. Well, no, he actually was. I was. Yeah. They played ball state. Aaron, Aaron I get, watches. I, I get game. a lot of work done on a Saturday. I yeah. I yes. I my wife got to witness it today with me watching nonstop, nonstop uh, at all times. Yeah, poor Sharon thought they were going to go do a little tailgating, and then Colorado started to hit. And next Ooh, thing you know, they so were locked. We went up on our board. We went on that morning <laughs> run this morning. We're walking back to the hotel. Like, you know what? You know, we had some friends invited to so tailgate. Yeah, I was like, these three games. Like, I, I just want to watch. Like, I want to watch Kentucky. I want to see what Denver looks like. I want to see what Joe Milton looks like. And yeah. obviously, I want to watch the Colorado game. And I was like, they'll all probably be blowouts at halftime. So then we'll go to the tailgate before we head to Sanford. And at halftime, like we ain't going to the tailgate anymore. Like, if you want to, you can. But yeah. these games, uh, at least uh, the, the Colorado game, is too good. I ain't, I ain't leaving. So, yeah, awesome, um, awesome game. By the way, which I don't think we mentioned, right? Like, like just a super fun, really fun, good fun game. game. Easily the most fun day gay of the uh, of, of 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 the game of the day. James Hunter Shadur completed seventy percent last year, but UX was right. That was just HBCU. Exactly. I mean, we we talked exactly. I was like, how much is this going to translate over? All of it did. All of it, yep. and then some. He's got a fucking school record. The first game, first game. Um, where was uh, Emil says Willis snaps tailgate be a thing this year? There, we you know, fingers crossed. We have some plans, maybe for sometime later season. Oh, you mentioned somebody that I want to talk about, but this is another one that I haven't watched super close yet, so I don't have a great take yet. Uh, what do you see out of Joe Milton with what you did get to see? I heard it was a little shaky, but it's one where again, if you look at the final score, it feels like no. It was shaky early. He got he had a couple moments where like he had a couple of drives where he's like over three, overthrowing guys. He actually like one hopped one pass at one point. Um, there was still the Joe Milton that wants to put a hole in everyone's chest. And I don't even know if like he's trying to, honestly. I just think that he is such a big arm, he doesn't know how to control it. <laughs> like, it's not his fault. It's like, sorry, it just uh it just happens. Like he did. When you watch him, it's not like he's muscling it where he's like trying to pull a halter out. Yeah. He just has a <laughs> fucking giant arm that just throws fastballs. No, it is what it is. Joe Milton, it's, like, it's, it's like a blessing thing. and a curse. It's just Joe a Milton, blessing and a curse. He like goes um, to like close a door and the bathroom door just like launches off the hinges <laughs> or he's like brushing his teeth and just, like stabs the mirror. He just it can't sucks. help it. Uh, um, but no, he had some really good moments. Uh, I thought it was a. I mean, I give him like if I give him like a grade, I give him like a B minus on the day. There's some like wow, oh, yeah. okay, that's that looks improved. But then there was like I said, I would say two or three series in a row where you're like Joe, calm down, bro. Like just, I will just take say it though, I, I will say though, it is we 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 can't lose sight of the fact how and it's just hitting me again now how crazy it is that Tennessee is actually this good now because they were yeah. fucking laughing stock like a 49-13 beatdown in Virginia to start a season a couple of years ago would have meant a lot to Tennessee fans and now they're like well you know I mean I think it was good but uh, there's certainly areas in which it could have been better like like it's it's crazy how much hype will just immediately um kind of just got the thing going again 
Uh, oh, speaking of English accents, how about our boy Robbie Ashford? Uh, what do you think about a little? Did you see any of the two quarterback systems you freeze using? I, I did not watch that game at all. Let me. Um, I didn't watch a single, single minute of Auburn yet. I mean, it's Auburn UMass, so whatever, right? But the box score is kind of interesting. UMass is like equivalent to to to, to Colorado, though, when it comes to talent. So, I mean, there uh -huh. could have been an upset today. Lugan to Bell. Lugan Bell. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, bro, Dion responded to Lugan Bell on Instagram, right? So, you know, that he's the main guy he's calling out. Uh, yeah, no, after, after Lugan Bell said that. Um, that's a rough take In the Luke, comments, Dion was out. like, how can you say this? You haven't even been here. Remember? Yeah. Um, mm. Dion, I feel like it's a coach that I do not want to be on his bad side. Yeah. So look, Peyton Thorne though today, 10 to 17, 141 a touchdown. Robbie Ashford, two of six. But Robbie Ashford had nine carries for three touchdowns, nine carries, 51 yards, three touchdowns. So they're going like full it. two quarterbacks. You know, I don't As think it's should be great or anything. As they should. As um, they should. I don't know what to make of this. Baylor got the shit kicked out of them by Texas State. Did they Is Dave really? Aranda bad? 42 oh, 31, wow. and it wasn't even that close. 42 31. Yeah. Oof. I know. Oof. That was kind of my reaction as well. Just a big oof. oof. Uh, is there anything else before we get out of here? That's it. Uh, I need to go to bed. See. End the damn thing. Uh, oh, you want to end it? Okay. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> um, you did a great job. I need a shower. Great... I smell like I smell Maybe bad. Not. I was very sweaty in the booth. It was humid. Uh, oh, you killed uh, the call though, dude. You you did you did really good. I was very proud of you. All right, y'all. Uh, uh, hey, Aaron, what is your thoughts on UJ number eighty-seven? Reminds me of the muscle hamster. Uh, you're speaking of Makai Muse, and Makai is a freaking beast. Uh, great kid. And this is something where I'm not going to just say great kid and then say something bad afterwards. He is a great kid. He's a hard <laughs> worker, and he deserves everything he gets because. He's done everything right for the past two years. Then he crushes it on scout team, crushes it on special teams, and then now that he's got his number called, what do he do? He's great on special teams, had the kickoff returns, the punt returns, uh, and then took the little screen pass for a touchdown, had another catch over the middle on, on a rollout. He's a little baller, bro. He's a baller, and he can play. He can play in the backfield too. Like Georgia has some running back issues. You may see Makai get in the backfield as well. So it's a hell of a hard worker. Great kid. Wow, I, I, yeah, the great kids almost always fall to the butt. Hey, I didn't yeah. know this. Texas State's quarterback is TJ Finley. He went oh, 22 with TJ. He went, he went 22 with 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Perfect day against Dave Aranda's defense. Uh, okay, I had one more coming. Okay, last one. Emil says Aaron Murray and Boulder under the Dion era would do work. Lock up your girlfriends, folks. Oh mm. my God, I can only imagine. The amount of swag that how about my play? How about my Aaron play by play guy tonight? Said something about <clears throat> this was towards the end of the game. I'm glad Sharon isn't listening, but now she's gonna hear it now. He goes something in the fact of like Aaron, like you know, you're like the mayor of Athens. This is like on, on TV. He's like, Yeah, you know, you're like walking around and people are gonna like are people like sitting on your lap, and I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, who's sitting on my lap? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I was like I was, like, I was like, no, no, Sharon ain't letting anyone sit on my lap. Trust me, that ain't happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bro. where did that comment come from? First, he called me Murphy the other day on our first broadcast. Now he's like, 
you know, call me out. Like, I'm like, what are you, what are you well, well, at, at, at that point, that's just like that, that causes you to have to answer questions that there's just that it's, it's, it, the situation did not exist. It didn't, it didn't even no. happen. It didn't even happen. No, I was just like, what are we talking about? No. <laughs> He's like, yeah, remember last night, that girl? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, my wife that we went to yeah. dinner with the bed. <laughs> um, that's funny, man. Well, okay, look, go get some rest. Huge thank you to Aaron Murray. Called the game on Thursday. Flew back, did snaps Friday morning, called the game at Georgia today, and then uh, did a live react before, put himself in a crazy situation and after the man. For that, you can like and subscribe, right, guys? Yes, please, please like and then um, Google YouTube, or excuse me, you can just uh, Google Snaps Podcast, find it, Apple, Spotify, rate it, review it. Uh, We love you. Huge thank you to uh, Ryan Brumley, our fearless producer. Adam Grassi, Chris Chan, Pat Gunther, Danny Cardenas putting in the work all throughout the weekend. But the biggest of all, thank you to uh, to you guys who are listening and hanging out with you. We love you. And uh, we'll be back with more snaps uh, tomorrow night. Aaron's going to have a very special. I can't be on tomorrow night's postgame because I do LSU postgame. But he's going to have a very special uh, postgame show here if you want to uh, you want to check it out. Yeah. Post LSU FSU. Come hang out with us tomorrow night. All right, y'all. We'll see you later. More snaps. I hope you have a great day. Day one in the books. Very fun. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.